Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased K. Oh, too early. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. You're muted. Come on, man. This is the second week in a row. I gotta have to start tallying that down in the book. What's good, Chris? <laughs> what up, everybody listening? Uh, I'm glad to be alive. I'm glad to be here talking that shit about yeah. these comics that I love to read. Hell yeah. Also joining us, it is uh, my producer, my little brother. It is Big Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What big news? Sub nerds. Hey, hey, hey. Alrighty. We got a, a shorter week this week. What, what's happening? Oh, are you flipping me off? Why? <laughs> Not you, Chris. Oh, well, anyway, we do have a shorter week this week. Uh, only four series to talk about, which is a nice little respite from the gauntlet that we took on last week. So um, we are we're going to take on some questions. Uh, while we're here today at the end of the show but uh, for now uh, let's get into plugs uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram Joshua Cole where can they find you at JD Cole underscore 37 that's on Instagram and at new jump city Josh that's on Twitter oh yeah Brian you can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter and if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it is punchline not it is it's punchline it's punchline uh, <laughs> uh you can follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram uh please do that we're on tiktok as well uh we do a weekly poll it used to be on twitter but it's now on youtube because youtube has nice. opened its doors uh, allowing us to create a community tab and um do the rgc polls on our youtube directly so uh yeah please uh please hit us up on that i did the poll this week uh i have the results for it um the youtube poll system is a little weird because it doesn't exactly time it so i usually let it run to about pretty much the minute i set up the pod uh so yeah check us out on there uh vote for your favorite series every week i usually put it up uh maybe a couple hours after the chapters drop on the official viz website so check us out on that uh you can email us at newjobcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, and we'll answer them on the show like we will this episode. Uh, I know we're behind, but uh, please send us uh, as, as they come to you, and we'll get to them eventually. Uh, you can subscribe to us. Uh, that would be the easy way to keep up with everything, whether, uh, you know, our uh, full version of the podcast, a little highlight breakouts for every series that we cover, and, of course, the poll, if you guys want to keep up with the uh New Jump City uh, RGC poll. Uh, that would be super cool. Uh, so, yeah, subscribe to us. Like, share the podcast, comment what you guys think about the show in general or the general manga chapters that we're talking about. Uh, you, If you prefer audio podcasts, the audio podcast usually goes up first because uh, it's the easiest to edit. So I usually throw it up immediately after I'm done editing it. Uh, so uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on there uh, doing the damn thing. We're on Audible apparently now. So if you guys have Audible, check us out on that. 
uh and uh, yeah that's that's it right that's it for plugs uh spoiler alerts ahead uh let's get into the show proper one piece this is one piece chapter 1066 the will o of ohara um alternate title hype fest 2022 hell yeah <laughs> Uh, last we left off with uh, One Piece, uh, the Straw Hats are currently on the future island of Egghead. We've met pretty much all of the different uh, incarnations of Vegapunk at this point. And uh, there are just the Straw Hats that are with uh, Shaka, the first Vegapunk, I guess, uh, which are Robin, Frankie, uh, Usopp, and Nami, right? Sanji as well. Uh, there with Vega Vega Punk One, uh, Shaka, and he's pretty much kind of uh relay is about to relay uh some super cool lore related to the Void Sentry, um, and that's where we left off. This chapter, we we're gonna start off with a little cover page update. Uh, we see that the cover page story is back, and um, in this one, we see that the um the Vinsmoke siblings uh are arrive back at the Germa uh battleship country thing with uh Caesar clown in tow. So we're going to have to see how that works out. Uh, and we open with the chapter proper where the straw hats are very much like us being like, what the fuck are you talking about with this ancient Island with ancient technology? Uh, like, what? what is that? The past, <laughs> the past, uh, it's ancient future. Yeah. And, um, Vegapunk explains that there once was a man who gave his life to archaeology and uh, brought that kingdom's existence to light. Uh, and that timeline matches up with this uh, with this certain machine that was discovered elsewhere and uh, when it was pro- originally produced. And Robin asks him if this machine was made during the Void Century. Uh, and uh, Vegapunk is like, hmm, how much do you know exactly? Um... And he continues to explain, he's like, I know that, you know, O'Hara was uh, leveled by a buster call 22 years ago. Uh, and he suspects it's because they found out the truth uh, about um, everything that's been going on with the military's cover up of whatever happened uh, during the Void Century. And uh, Vegapunk relays that uh, the Void Century, as it's called, is a history of war uh, between this extremely advanced civilization of the past and a group of 20 kingdoms. So all 20 of these kingdoms jumped this one country, uh, which is pretty wild to think about. And uh, in order to ensure that the ideals of the ancient kingdom could not be passed down, they erased all traces of it from history. Uh, and the straw, the straw hats are, have varying degrees of uh, reactions like, what the fuck? And uh, Sanji asked the questions like, wait, doesn't that mean that everybody who's learned about this is like, he's like, yep, we'll be eliminated. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, er, you know, people, Usopp just has the Usopp reaction of, why'd you fucking tell us that? <laughs> God damn it. Why'd you say it? Um, and, uh, he, ba- he turns over to Robin and he says, if Ohara was definitely indeed wiped out over this theory, then that would mean that the government essentially admitted that it was true. Uh, mm. And Robin is like, in what capacity are you speaking here? Because the scholars of Ohara had to like perform painstaking research 
on precious ancient texts to arrive at that theory. So with your status, couldn't you just learn it from the government yourself? Why do you need me to confirm it one way or the other? And uh, Vegapunk is obviously like, well, no, just because I'm affiliated with the government doesn't mean they tell me everything. Um, so, you know, even I could be eliminated for to- uh, just for talking about it. Uh, and Robin asked, was like, well, if that's true, then how did you know about the ancient kingdom? All the text in Ohara uh, have been destroyed. And he's like, the will of Ohara lives. And he explains that apparently... He knew Clover from a while back. Um, he uh, so you know after he heard that uh, Clover was killed, he went over to Ohara uh, to pay his respects. Uh, we learned that Clover actually traveled the world and you know was uh, was searching for ancient texts all over the place. He seemed to be a captain of a ship, maybe not of pirates, but just explorers in general. Um, and apparently he was arrested by the Navy and broke out of prison 10 whole times. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. So I guess Clover was strong back in the day. That's not an easy thing to do. No. Uh, and uh, it turns out when Vegapunk arrived. The Kaido of Explorers. Yeah. The Kaido of Explorers for sure. Um, it turns out when uh, when Vegapunk went over to Ohara to pay his respects to Clover, uh, he noticed that there was just this massive lake in the center of the island that was just full of papers uh, and, and, and books and all that stuff. And it turns out to be all of the research that the uh, that Ohara has made uh, over the years. And uh, he suspects that after the buster called, the military never even bothered to fucking explore Ohara to look for the to, to look for any trace of their research. Uh and that led to um, pretty much everything being preserved. Uh, Ohara lost the battle, but won the war in a way because all of their research survived them. Um, right. And at that point, and Robin, it's yeah. At that point, Robin starts having flashbacks about her past. You know, we we get uh, remembrance of her uh, daughter, of her mother, uh, Olvia, I think her name is, or Olivia. Um. And we get a remembrance of Saul, the giant from the military, the former military giant that uh, stole her away and saved her life, basically. Um, And she starts, you know, crying, you know, obviously. This is painful. She's remembering the genocide of her people. Uh, And um, he's basically like, so just as suspected, you uncovered the existence of the ancient kingdom. and And that's also confirmation to Vegapunk that it is, in fact, real. Um, and he traveled to Ohara with the specific intention of collecting all of the papers that he found and bringing them with. But then he realized that, like, uh, well, if I heard, if my superiors have heard about it, all of what would have been lost. But then he realized that he encountered quite a combination of people that day. And we actually get a flashback to 22 years ago, months after the incident, uh, the Buster Call incident. And um, we see uh, as uh, Vegapunk is looking on uh, a group of giants fishing the uh, texts out of the water. And as that's happening, uh, he also gets uh, called uh, uh, by surprise to by Monkey D. Dragon at this point, who is 33 years old. He has no face tattoo. Uh, That's interesting. He has the design of the tattoo on his leg, if you notice that. So 
there is a little bit of a significance there. I'm sure that we'll get an explanation as to why he has it on his face now. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dragon turns out at that time he was 33 years old, captain of the Freedom Fighters. I guess they weren't known as the Revolutionary Army at that time. Um, but, yeah, he pulls up because he knew Clover as well. And um, he also came by to pay his respects. Um, so, And they're both basically onlooking the giants taking the texts. And I guess they just kind of decided to let them have it. They're not thieves. And, you know, it's probably safer to right. them. It's safer with them. Uh, Dragon looked into them taking the text. And he seems to trust them with him, with, with these texts. So uh, he apparently he seems to have talked to their captain, who was a man covered in bandages. Uh, and... Um, they're basically they continue their conversation. Dragon expresses that he uh, that it made him sick to know that Vegapunk was a, is apparently working for the Navy at this point. Uh, to which Vegapunk mm-hmm. says, "Don't be stupid. What would my intellect and expertise achieve with an impoverished na- military force like yours?" And uh, he's like, "Well, you always were honest, I guess. That's the Lilith in him talking, I guess." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, uh, he's like, the world government is a massive organization, and and within the Navy in particular, there's still uh, many reasonable people to be found. Don't lose sight of the gold, Dragon. I think that's more important than we think. Uh, but in any case, um, we they're they're sitting down in front of what I imagine is uh, Clover's grave there, or they make like a little grave for Ohara in general, not just Clover, mm-hmm. um, and they are sitting there talking about how like this could happen. You know, they were basically a group of like powerless academics that were just obliterated by extreme violence. And that uh dragon here vows that he will m- create a military force that can actually fight back. Um, Vegapunk notes that like you will, despite your hatred of war. And he's like, I'll see to it that Clover's death and Ohara's will do not go to waste. And then, Shortly after that, he joined up with Evenkoff and, and Kuma, and they created the uh, revolutionary army that, that exists today. Um, but, yeah, and after that, it's revealed that um, Vegapunk shortly visited Elbaf himself to go read the texts, which he did. Uh, we see a little shadowy, familiar figure. We don't see his face, but we know that figure. And... Um, Vegapunk read all of the text left behind by Ohara and has memorized the entire thing. It's completely in his brain. And um, Robin is just like, that giant captain, his name was Saul, right? And Vegapunk doesn't say yes, but he doesn't say no either. He says that he's currently in hiding (laughs) and I could not tell you more. And uh, that causes Robin to cry tears of joy. Um, Very nice little moment for her. Uh, and um, they thank him, you know, just to kind of in, for ensuring that uh, Ohara's battle was not in ta- wasn't in vain. And uh, uh, Vegapunk's like, well, you know, I'm just a guy who studies a lot, and I'm a uh, this is the nature of a scholar. And then he starts like pulling the straw hats over with him as he continues to walk forward towards the lab. And he says, I can't let you go, but you may come with me. I have something to show you. Um, and then we cut back to the scrap heap where Luffy, Chopper, Bonnie, and Jimbei were, 
as they're now looking at this giant weird mecha that is sitting in the middle of uh, the scrap heap. Um, I thought it was a giant. Hmm? I thought it was a giant. No, <laughs> it's just like this probably armor, probably mecha thing. Um, and there's this like giant explosion seems to like ring out from the giant robot. And um, the next panel, we see an old man halfway stuck inside of this robot, kind of like reminiscent of Keenanmon. Or Mirio. Or Mirio. <laughs> <laughs> and he's requesting help instead of request. Um, and Luffy basically pulls him out of this half robot. Uh, this guy has obviously got a very distinct character design, so we know who he is to begin with. Um, and, uh, he's like, oh, you're dragon son, aren't you? I knew you were here. And, uh, he turns over to Bonnie. He's like, Bonnie, how much you've grown. Um, and he's like, you're floating. And he's like, yeah, my Dom shoes have a big hover function. You could do this, that, and this and that. And then boom. And he activates all of their hover functions at once, sending them flying. And we get a, a full page, uh, uh, not full page, but like a big two page spread panel of how Vegapunk looks like now his head is significantly smaller now and it's kind of topped off with this weird apple top thing this apple top <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is uh, his but... brain is gone yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah that's that's where we end uh, that was uh, this chapter uh, obviously a lot is being revealed but at the same time not a lot is being revealed <laughs> So um, I'm going to throw it over to Josh. Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1066? Yo, the real Vegapunk's head looks like a chocolate eclair. <laughs> like, his whole shit look cream-filled. Yeah. In here. Like, what? Wh why did they do that? Why did, was, yo, Oda has issues. When I seen him stand, this this character standing and looking at the uh, the tree, I thought that was emu or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, oh, man. It's one of these guys. That's a good that's one a good catch. I guess he does have like a emu is kinda like that in a way. Yeah, He's like why is he standing there looking all tall and weird? Yeah. He must be super important. Oh yeah. <laughs> and ended up well, he is important. He's this is Doctor this is the Doctor Vegapunk. Yeah. But wow, his fucking cranium. How did you guys feel about that? His cranium? This is a... Yeah. Well, you know, this is a very... Oda's just, like, probably the best at character designs in general, just because no two characters look the same. And, uh, well, you know, I guess if... Unless you're, like, a woman, and he draws a lot of women like Nami. But... Right. Outside of that, you know, he's got some very right, unique character tongue. designs. Did I expect him to look like this? No, <laughs> but I don't hate it. I think it's a, a a very interesting design. I don't know why his tongue is sticking out like that. Uh, I'll I'll tell you that a lot of people are upset with how he looks. <laughs> man, people gotta get off it, man. A lot of people yeah, feel like different designs. A lot of people feel betrayed. Well, a lot of people <laughs> apparently have been reading One Piece for one thousand sixty six chapters. 
They They're like, we've do. been, they've been building this character up for so long, and you, you could just, Oda could just give us one cool looking character. First of all, <laughs> Vegapunk technically has seven different character designs. Yeah. If yeah, like really Shaka looks it. pretty fucking cool. Shaka looks cool. Right. Lilith looks cool. Ash, um, Atlas looks cool. They all look cool. And they're all one person. He and he's obviously modeled after Einstein. Yeah, he has the little mustache. Yeah, and uh, the tongue being out is also. Um, yeah, the, uh, that's what Einstein it is. Thing. Einstein had a wow, photo where he had right. his tongue out. Damn, I can't believe I didn't catch that. Oh. Good catch, Brian. Damn. I can't believe I didn't catch wow. that. Anyway, what did you think he looked like, you know? He's an old man. I'm cool with it. Very yeah. One Piece-esque character design. I love it. I, I'm so excited. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Josh, did you have any other thoughts about the chapter? No, I mean, all I can think about is how big this guy's head is. Is that because his brain is so smart? Yeah. Maybe he, when he went to Albaf to read all of the shit, he his head was about to explode, so he had to split it up. And that's how Maybe. he got Shaka. Maybe. And then the others. Oh, that's actually a good theory. Yeah. Way too much information. Way too much. He was like giant. Oh, you know what else I thought? Guys, there was four fucking things mentioned in this chapter. Okay? Albaf. Ohara, Dragon, and the Void Century. My, we are in a renaissance right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is the more renaissance. Oh man, I, I'm so here for it, man. Um, Brian, did you really have enjoy any? it? Brian, did you have any thoughts? Um, all right. So, I have a a few thoughts actually. Um, so when it comes to the whole Vegapunk thing, um, I think it's interesting that his head is so big because that's the same thing. So that means he's kind of the same race as, uh, Fukuro Kuju, right? Fukuro Kuju? Yeah. You, you know, the big headed guy from Wano? Oh, nope. uh, I don't know. I don't think that's like a specific thing. I think that's just, that was just a design thing on his part. Cause, no, cause, be and also the aliens also have big heads as well on the moon. So there's that as you well. Think so? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, they, were they tiny do. Guys, in Enoru's oh. uh, thing. Could we have a fifth reference? So Enoru, Enoru, the aliens that Enoru see are also big-headed, like Vegapunk. Vegapunk's head is enlarged. Fukuro Kuju's head is enlarged the same way, except, uh, of course, Vegapunk's is bigger. Um, so there has to be a connection between this kind of stuff, you know? I feel like him having such a big head that way seems to not be a coincidence. They don't have big heads. I'm looking at them right now. They're tiny little weird robot creatures. No, some of them do. Those are just the robots that they created. But there are other ones like that he's fighting oh. or that he organized. Uh, Andrew was not on Raftel. I'm going to be so sick. Well, those guys he just had a big hat. They didn't have like big heads. 
Yeah, they have a big head under it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at they have them. big heads. I haven't seen a one with a giant head. I only see the one with a big hat, and I think that's just a hat. We'll see about that. But, <laughs> we'll um, see. I do think that space has to play a part in this at some point. Um, just because. Oh, Josh, your you know, out. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I got a phone call. So. Oh, okay. Just because it has to come into play eventually. Uh, all the stuff going on in space. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine Otis sending that up for nothing. Um. All right. Uh, were those all your thoughts? Um, yeah, it was a pretty big chapter when it comes to like the reveals and stuff. And th- this is basically the origin story for the revolutionaries, which is pretty fucking massive. And I kind of hope that we get more of the revolutionaries from here on out. Like, I hope we actually see them in Elbaf or we finally get an encounter between the Straw Hats and Dragon at Elbaf. That would be fucking amazing. Um, that would be cool. Just because they're setting up Elbaf to be this big fucking deal now, which it is, and I'm excited for it. So bring it here. Oh, give yeah. me more Elbaf. Same. Uh, well, obviously, massive chapter overall. There's a lot of uh, little things that I really liked. I really loved Robin getting a chance to be happy. You know, uh, the idea yeah. that Saul's alive is really fucking cool. When I read that, I was like, oh shit. Because we, I guess we never really did see him die. We saw him get frozen, but that's about it. Um, oh yeah, I'll you frozen. And yeah. uh, what an you know what's funny? Um, I think the ability that he used on Saul was called time capsule. It's called ice time. Oh, ice time. Okay. So yeah, it, it feel like it wasn't a very menacing sounding attack when you really think about it. Yeah, and I don't think Aokiji would just like kill someone in cold blood. I obviously Aokiji is always cold been... blood. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, you know, Aokiji's been like kind of a weird, uh, morally gray person for a while. So it is interesting that he hasn't, he didn't kill Saul. That's nice of him, to be honest. Um, very excited to see how this leads. I'm very excited to see Saul again. Vegapunk, I mean, on his design, very cool design, to be honest. I have no problems with it. Uh, it's, it is just like a really goofy One Piece design. And that tracks. You know, I love that. What what Brian pointed out about him looking like that picture of Einstein blew my mind. And I'm like, oh, damn, I see it now. I can't believe I didn't see it before. Um, one thing I will say, I think Shaka... Saying like you know I have I have something to show you is a little more menacing than it seems. I don't know if you guys get that vibe at all. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's menacing. Yeah. Uh, Isn't he shock of the good? Mm, yeah, I feel like that's a misdirect though. You know what I mean? Mm, maybe you know he's talking a shy- about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? No, I think there's a possibility he's a shice lord. He was keeping yeah, them locked up on the boots for what? Was he scared of uh, Sanji kicking him in his face? Maybe. He could be. Maybe. Um. But yeah, Brian, I think I'm coming through in an echo. 
on your headphones again. Sorry. Um, but in any case, yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say. Just a lovely, lovely chapter. This was my RGC, by the way, I think. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this was my really good chapter of the week. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll give it to this. All right, me and Brian. Uh, this was uh, me and Brian's really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified All right, all right, all right. I got to give it to One Piece. Wait, what? I got to give it to One Piece. All right. You know, you got to fucking say it. <laughs> this is the unified. No, because I was. it was tough, man, because... Man, Jujutsu Kaisen was really good. Yeah, no, I mean, there were a lot of good... But, um... It had stiff competition. No, this was... Come on, Dragon 2 and Dragon? Come on. And Dragon? No, you gotta And And they had Usopp say, did you mention Elbaf? Come on, it's next. It's next. It's next. We knew it. It's the next time. Everybody knew it. um, But, all right, whatever. This is a... I knew it. Yeah, we all knew it. This is um, our Unified Really Good Chapter of the Week, then. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. I love hearing the One Piece yeah. trumpet. Yeah, it's the Frankie theme song, actually. Adds character. Um. I'll, yeah, I mean, we told you guys that if uh, once One Piece got into its lore phase, its lore era, it, it was probably going to win Unifieds all week, every week. Uh, I'm very excited for it, to be honest. Did the audience vote? The audience did vote. They did not. One Piece did not win the audience vote. Okay. Something else did. Mm. But yeah, um, until then, I, I guess that's it then, right? No rebuttals, no nothing. Negative. All right. With that being said, uh, let's move onward. Jujutsu Kaisen. And now I'm going to throw it over to Josh. Yeah, I actually got it downloaded on the iPad, but I will give a recap of what happened last week in the meantime. Okay. Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 204. And guess what, guys? It came out November 13th. Did you know that? I'm just stalling it for time as it dance. Oh, yeah. I do see that it's off next week. That's um, some sad stuff. Yeah. But anyway, last week, Choso was getting his ass whipped by his dad <laughs> and was feeling real raw about it. Yeah. And the crazy part is that, like, Kenjaku wasn't even trying. No. No. Not he didn't use that one unique technique. He just used a bunch of low-level curse spirits to mess around with him and, and, and attack him. Yeah. And that's literally all you guys need to know. That's That was the gist yeah, of what happened. That's pretty much week. it. And there was a weird conversation with Thumbelina and... Um, and uh, Thumbelina? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Thumb, thumb. Ted Tenjin. Tenjin and the and and the other girl. Yeah. Yuki Sukumo. So yes. Yuki. Yuki? <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and last week uh we seen the thumb man get desperate. Anyway, um start off with Blood and Oil, part three. 
Ew, blood and oil. That's gross. Uh, it is gross. You see Choso metaphorically being pushed by his three bros. And it's so funny that Itadori's a part of this because he would never like, he would never take part of this little activity right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he would. But in Choso's mind, for sure. And they're all giving him this push. It's actually kind of sweet. You know what it reminds me Choso of? Choso says, what does it remind you of? Hajime no Ippo. Remember when Takamura yeah. was in his first world match and that he had like the spirits of of Ippo and Aoki and then Kimura and the coach lift him up as he was falling? Yeah. It's pretty sick. And he, and he retained his balance. Yeah. God damn, Hajime no Ippo so good. Series. Release it here. Release it here. Please put it on the Shonen Jump app. I swear to God. I, or or some new app. I'll buy the, the fucking volumes digitally. I don't have room for it in my house, but if you release it on Comixology, I'll buy it. Anyway, go on, Josh. So, no, all right. So after Chozo's uh, inspiration by his bros, he yells, I got this, and claps his fucking hands together because he's about to do a piercing blood technique. Uh, Meanwhile, Kenjaku is just like, listen, I know your technique. I know how fast it is, and I can dodge it. And after you dodge it the first couple times, bro, it really ain't nothing. It doesn't matter how many times you try to redirect it. And as you're saying, he's uh, not getting caught off guard at all. Um, Choso like starts to like turn the 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 pierced blood into like this homing beam. Looks pretty sweet. Kind of reminds me of a uh, World Trigger. Yeah, the hound. the hound. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, Choso hounds. Choso hounds. Uh, and you know, Kenjaku is just. Uh, Deflecting his attacks with ease and a smile on his face. And uh, Choso, what he does is he creates a ring of blood behind his back with wings. Is that what that is? Yeah. Wing King? Yeah. yeah. Wing King. I guess to kind of give himself a slight speed boost, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he says more like a cheap... See, I don't understand why it says more like a cheap copy. Maybe he's referencing the 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 ability he's using, Wing King. Mm-hmm. I don't know who had that before. Yeah, I don't know either. That he's replicating. Right. I was kind of caught off guard with that. But Choso does this cool move where he locks into combat with him. And he, uh, again, much like World Trigger, kind of sends the 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 the, uh, the blood bullets, <laughs> whatever you want to call them, the, the blood beams, yeah. um, out of the circle from his back, like towards him. Like they start to converge on Kenjaku, which he swift damn, he swiftly uh just backflips out of that shit. Like he like he did a uh like he like he rolled out of it in Smash Bros or something. Yeah. He's so crafty and then he sends these little uh these little Digimon after him. He's <laughs> spirits. <laughs> and you know, he's Kenjaku <laughs> after the backflip, he lands on the street. He's just talking his shit again. He's like, listen, man, you can combine your techniques all you want, but it doesn't really matter. Like, it's your piercing. Um, I can dodge your piercing blood, and if you try to make them home in on me, it's not even as fast as that. And if your blood catches me, the poison don't matter because I'm your dad. <laughs> I'm your daddy. I'm your father. You came from these nuts, nigga. <laughs> so, was there even a point to this temper tantrum? <laughs> I'm your daddy. Yeah. So then Choso's like, with like Iso, I must fight with grace. I guess that's 
the one of the brothers. I'm not even gonna explain it. One of the brothers. Yeah. Like Kichizu, I must fight freely. I don't know who that is. It's one of the other brothers. Yeah. And then he uh, and he land he launches his he does a robot grab. Not yeah. A robot, not a robot punch. It's not a, a robot, robot punch, grab. unfortunately. We can't use it in that way. But if he punched him, that would have warranted a rocket punch. Oh, so close. He like uh, mm. uses his tether grab against Kenjaku and uh, starts slamming him all over the place. And then he says, "And like Yuji." I must fight with power and then just dex his Jaku to the fucking ground. But uh, of course he didn't even touch him. He just summoned this baby curse spirit, take the hit. He gets fucking wrecked. Yeah. Wow. Um, Gigi Akatame draws the series too. Yep. He he enjoys this. He enjoys <laughs> wrecked faces of cursed spirits. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. So then um, Choso says, what do you think? No, so like after he lands that punch, he says, are you finished? Like, like that's all you could do? And he says, and then Choso's like, oh, you know, what do you think? And he says, it lacks the, pre, the requisite speed and force, meaning I guess he's soft or whatever. Yeah, you he's know. soft. He basically essentially calls him soft. But ooh, Oso has a trick up his sleeve. He sends these little fucking blood mines. He makes this. He says how the uh, the tracking operates like a canal, a canal for transporting compressed blood. Yeah, that's that those little blood clots, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the point of the uh, of that homing attack. So it would launch these these little clusters. He was able to use his supernova move. Excuse me. That that um he showed a couple of other times in his uh in his fights. It's like one of his you know finishers. And uh, Kenjaku was able to react to it. He's able to deflect every single blood piece of blood. He had Choso thinking like, "Did I fuck up?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Did no. I misfire?" Wait, yeah. no, he deflected the blood. No, he deflected all of it. It's funny because he gets excited. You just use something besides curse manipulation. I may be an only child. Oh, and then Yuki rolls up and she's like, I may be an only child, but good work, big bro. Woo! Yo, that was lit. Fucking clean, bro. Yeah, that was cool. Um, it. Kajaku's mad. He says, because he knows. Like it's. I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I, and I guess I'm giving my thoughts before I'm skipping. That's my style. Oh well, uh, it is what it is. That was the end of the chapter. Oh well, you do something about something it. Really cool. Oh. No, do it. I'm joking. Go for it. I like that was pretty bad. <laughs> no, I I don't um I don't think Kenjaku is gonna lose this fight at all. But I I think it was so genuinely important that they was able to make him show anything at all. Like that was such a victory, and he's tight. You know he's tight about that. 
You know, he's good. Like, after this is all said and done and he's on his way back to his stupid weirdo base. Well, actually, he lives, he, he, he has, he has what, one of those family houses now? Yeah, he, he lives with the, he lives with the Camo house now. Yeah, he's cool now. All right. He, he's, well, anyway, on the way back home, he's going to be like, yeah, they got me. Pills got me. He did something remarkable. And it's gonna fucking it's gonna burn his soul. Yeah. It's gonna grind his fucking gears for the rest of that evening. He made me try. You made me try. You son of a bitch, you made me try. I care slightly. Hmm. I have to exert some effort. <laughs> Some effort. A little bit of effort. What a shame. Yeah. All right, Chris. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I really love this chapter. I, it is a shame that I um, that One Piece was you know, up my Wait, alley. fucking berserk. Yeah, just uh, when <laughs> it's just super up my alley at this point. So it's kind of hard for me to not. <laughs> It's not given. It's hard not to give it at the RGC. But man, this yes. was close. And you know what? A redeeming quality is that Jujutsu Kaisen won the really good chapter of the week poll this week. Actually, oh nice, certified, certified RGC, RGC. absolutely. RGC. Certified RGC. That's right. You guys chose Jujutsu Kaisen by a fifty percent margin. Uh, so, you know, uh, good for you guys. Uh, if you guys want to take part in the poll, uh, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. And uh, we put up the poll uh, every Sunday. And it stays up till pretty much the minute we record. So uh, do that thing. Uh, vote for your favorite. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to get that announcement out of the way. I really love this chapter. I thought it was so cool. Very uh, dope shonen battle. It's that thing in shonen manga where, like, the goal is not to win, but to just make the bad guy try a little bit, a tiny little bit, <laughs> ruin oh, his day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I really love that. And Choso really put it out. I, you know, it feels good not to have to give him the the ass whooping of the week uh, this week. <laughs> to be honest, um, nobody gets the ass whooping of the week because there's uh, surprisingly very few ass whoopings this week in in Jump. So no. I know what got ass whooping of the week. Me. <laughs> By Hunter X Hunter. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's a flawless. That should knock me out on the couch. It's a there. flawless victory every time. <laughs> that being said, very cool. We need a new award that Hunter X Hunter would win every week. Oh, yeah. Um, Most tech. <laughs> yeah. Closest uh, to a novel. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well be reading a book. A real book. Uh, of the week. Yeah, I do want to comment. Like, the art looks great. I mean, you know, it's been a while since I talked about Jujutsu Kaisen's art, but it's so good, man. Akutami is so great. Sometimes, like, he, he, I like how he switches by sometimes making the characters look really cool and polished and giving the inky, sketchy style to kind of, like, really um, show a, a kind of intensity of movement and all that stuff. Uh, that yeah. punch he gave to Kenjaku before we found yeah. out it was a cursed spirit... Super cool, very reminiscent of Maki's uh, ultimate punch uh, to to Naoya back in the day. Um, I I really liked. Uh, it's such a great drawing, you know, such a great panel in general. DK's his fucking head in. Oh yeah, oh this curse is head, head in. Um, 
but yeah, this chapter has been great. It was uh, such a such a joy to read. Um, and I love how it ended with uh, Yuki Tsukumo pulling up with her Wayquaza. Um, I'm I'm so stoked about that. Her cursed Wayquaza. <laughs> it's got to be a special cursed spirit. Oh yeah, it's more than just dude. That's like her, that's her stand. Yeah, right. <laughs> like like uh like Rika probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's it could be like Rika in a way. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Yuki fight. That's gonna be hype beast. I mean, we won't see her next week, obviously, because Jujutsu Kaisen's off next week. Fucking unfortunately, but. Yeah, uh, that's all I got to say. Great chapter overall. Easily my second place. Uh, very slim margin. It's just like it is just One Piece is that guy. You know what I mean? One Piece is him. So I can't I can't say no. Um, Brian, what did you think about this chapter? I am thoroughly surprised that Choso made it out of this alive, at least for now. Yeah, as far as far as we know. He is alive and kicking, mm. um, much to my surprise. But um, this was a pretty nice chapter for him, you know? It was nice to see him kind of make it and do something of value for him and stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting that he used his brother's uh, techniques or whatever. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how exactly that worked, but it did. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool to see him, you know, do his thing. Um, I wonder if he could fully develop their curse techniques, um, by consuming, cause he has them somewhere, right? In like a warehouse. What do you mean? The curse, the, the wombs, the death wombs or the painting wombs. Or oh yeah. The warehouse has, has, um, a lot of them. Just in so the if, if he eats them, does he gain their curse techniques? Like, for I real, I don't know about real? that. I don't think he would eat them. They, he would consider them brothers, so I don't think he would. So what are they doing in the warehouse? I would he eat just them. Has them chilling? They're probably in somehow some kind of uh, preservation. I don't know. Maybe Choso's ultimate plan is to make them born. Yeah, maybe. To born his brothers. Yeah, I mean, he does want, like, he is doing this so he could get his hands on his brothers. Like, he wants to get into How the warehouse. How did he access them again, though? He doesn't, he, do, he doesn't have access to them yet. He's, he's, uh, I think there's a standing... He needs the key to the warehouse. Yeah, he has a standing deal with, um, with the guys, with the main characters. If he helps them out, then he'll get access to the warehouse to save the other death painting wounds. Right, and then... But how did he use the their hero... curse techniques, though? He didn't. He didn't. No, he's using his own curse technique. He's just fighting in the other guys' style, I guess. He's just oh, proclaiming that he's okay. like, you know. I'm... Yeah, this is a very smart curse spirit. Yeah. He's like the volcano guy. Yeah. He was so smart. Yeah, now he's dead. Yeah. Apparently uh, not smart enough. Yeah. Gojo let him live. Yeah, but. Uh, but he did. Sukuna did not. <laughs> no. Sukuna was not as nice. But yeah, those are those are all my thoughts. I'm happy for uh, for my boy. Yeah, um, fantastic chapter overall. Very fun to read. I'm gonna miss it next week, to be honest. Uh, very bu- yeah. especially next week, considering how big next week is gonna be. But say Black Clover here this week. I forget. Black Clover is also off this week. 
Jeez. So we don't have My Hero or we don't have Black Clover. But they'll be both back next week. Um, We might have Boruto next week. I don't know. I think that's how it works. Mm. Um, But anyway, let's, uh, let's move on then. Great chapter. Love Jujutsu Kaisen over here. We, 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 we stand Jujutsu Kaisen, I would say. Uh, let's go. Hunter, Hunter. Ooh. This is Wall of Text x Wall of Text, chapter 394, uh, Hypothesis. Um, all right. Uh, Hunter, Hunter was uh, kicked my ass a little bit last week. This week I have notes. Uh, very excited. Okay, so last we left off. Leorio. So last we left off. We had uh, the under, like the the sub, the second in commands of the uh, GU and the Cha R, uh, investigating a uh, supposed Haley uh, hideout. Uh, this rival gang that they've been dealing with lately, um, that is kind of throwing off and upsetting the balance of the lower tiered passengers. Uh, so they arrive at this uh, this room, and there's just a single old man in there. And um, this guy's just sitting in there just like, I don't mind stepping over that way if you guys wanted to investigate the room. But see, I need to use the bathroom over there. And um, the GU uh, second in command, the GU underboss is like, well, just wet your pants. I'm not kidding. And he's like, what? Have a heart. Uh, And then he just like... he does not have a heart and he throws a knife directly at the guy's leg. Uh, he screams in pain and falls and he's just like, ah, how could you? I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, but the GU boss, uh, underboss notices that he, uh, Heinrich, I think his name is, uh, notices that like, there's no blood from the wound that he just made. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. like, where's your real body? And uh, that's when the guy starts to dissipate, and he disappears completely. Um, Hinrig is his name. Uh, the Cha'ar boss is like, Hinrig, can't we leave the Haley to this phantom troop? We already found, you found Hisoka. We could just leave this to them. Uh, and one of the, uh, I guess, I, I don't remember which underling this is, but he goes into the room to retrieve the knife. Maybe he's one of the GU guys. He goes in to retrieve the knife. He disappears once he enters the room. Turns out they were right to not enter immediately uh, as this was also a trap. Uh, the the supposition being that if you step into this room, you will be transported somewhere else. Um, so at that point, that's when the char kind of clinches it. It's like, you know, this is a trap. This is an end trap. But it's not the trap of the guy that's been that we've been hunting as the phantom troop mm-hmm. has already eliminated them. Um, so, you know, they should just take care of this as well while they're at it because they are the best and they cannot be stopped. Um, you already know. We then get to get to see, uh, what happens to the guy who disappeared. Uh, and he's just staring at a closed door. He's like, huh? Why am I in front of a door? As someone pulls up behind him and shanks him in the neck, killing him. Pretty brutal. Uh, I was just like, God damn, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, holy shit that one gets one of that and yeah he just tosses him to the side and at that point this guy makes it to 21 and what that means is uh the boss of the Haley, uh known as uh what's i knew her name i have her name here (sighs) 
Her name is motherfucking. Oh my god. Whatever. She's the Haley boss. Her ability is that she can, through her saliva, uh, give people abilities, up to 22 people abilities. Uh, she has 22 underlings in total, or had. One of them's dead. And she's infected all of them with her contagion ability, giving them uh, nan abilities. But they don't get it right away. They have to kill a certain amount of people to really unlock these abilities. They have to reach a certain level. They have to reach level like 20 or so. Um, if you, and, uh, by killing certain people, they get more or less points. Killing regular people bumps you up a level, one level. Killing Nen, uh, Nen, uh, people in general, uh, gives you, uh, 50 points. Wait, no. Nen users are worth, uh, 10 points, 10 Mm -hmm. levels, and, um, princes are worth 50. So, if you kill a Nen user... You get bumped up 10, po- 10 levels. And if you get to level 21, then you're able to take on an ability of your own. Um, so that's a lot of folks that have abilities that are now on this boat. We then get a brief scene with the, um, with the leader of um, the, uh, the Haley uh, just kind of giving out orders there, you know, to her people. Um, they're they've been discovered earlier than they thought they would be obviously. So they're just like, Oh man, uh, we gotta, we gotta move a little faster now. Um, she orders a couple folks to keep watch over the door. She, and, um, and to look for, uh, the third Prince, uh, Sari, we're going to abbreviate his name as well. Uh, the fourth Prince, uh, Sari, or he's, is he the third, the third Prince Sari. Uh, and if they find any of his people to bring them there so she can infect them with contagion and uh, she'll be able to keep track of their movements and keep an eye on uh, on Sari. She orders this main guy named Dogman, who seems to have a dog for a mask, mm-hmm. um, to find what she's looking for. I'm not really sure what that means. But um, he mentions that he'll have to level up. He's currently at 36. So she's like, yes. Go to processing and take priority. Get yourself past level 50. So I'm sure Dogman will be a somewhat significant antagonist going forward. Um, Dogman? Dogman is his name. Um, so we get uh, a brief scene of hein- Henrig uh, going back to uh, this cat that he planted. And his ability is that he can uh, basically turn technology into animals. So he basically had this camera on this whole time disguised as a cat. And he's just basically. Uh, it's not just technology. It's like any item. I think any non-sentient item he could turn oh, okay. into an animal. I thought it was like specifically some kind of technology. Even if yeah, cause he weapons. turned, he turned uh, birds into handcuffs. Yeah, no, that's true. Time. You're right. Um, you're right about that. Oh, no, he turned handcuffs into birds. Yeah, he could, he could turn uh, items into animals. So yeah, he's just reviewing the footage that he left behind, and we spend the rest of the chapter with the uh, royal, the personal guards of the uh, Prince Seri, uh, Serendich, the one that uh, Kurapika is after uh, this whole time as they're busting down a door. They're also looking for the Haley, um, and they find a dead body, which is the body of a Char member. Um, and at this point, I refer to my notes because this is uh, actually very important. Um, 
so they find out that they find this dead body in the goddamn room and um they're they're thinking that like oh cool we have justification for breaking in the door we could actually get the cops involved and help us out here um but then uh one of them mentions that the haley are not registered as criminals or, or not criminals but mafia people they're registered as civilians which mm. is what throws off the balance here in terms of the mafia and why everybody's pissed at the haley because they're supposed to have uh registered as mafia because if they're like normal people and they start like fighting, then that like brings a lot of un- unwanted attention towards the mafia. Um, so if it looks like the mafia are just starting shit with regular civilians, then uh, the fear is that at some point the Hunter Association and the princes are going to elect to just eliminate the mafia altogether. And uh, seeing as how Haley has the ability to give Nen uh, to people, it's just going to be an all-out war in the lower tiers, which is basically what they kind of want because there's some kind of weird sacrifice thing going on here with the lower tiers. So these uh, this small royal guard are just like spend a lot of this chapter just kind of conversing with themselves about the possibilities of Haley's actions coming back to bite them in the ass pretty hard. Uh, so their plan is to just find her right now, try mm-hmm. to like find her and turn her in before she ruins everything for everybody. Um, and also protect Prince Sari because Sari seems to be friendly with them to some degree. Um, so yeah, uh, at the same time, they are not exactly looking to find her themselves. Their, I guess, their priority is to save their own lives and you know not get involved with the big boss of this whole thing. So they're going to pretend to look for her, but not really try to find her. Um, but overall, the intent with the royal, the small subsect of royal army people is to like make sure that the mafia war doesn't get any more exacerbated than it already is. Uh, yeah. Because then it'll be a fucking riot, war, bloodbath in the lower tiers. And, uh, well, they'll break the whole ship down. Yeah, they'll they'll sink it. So, you know, it's basically, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty tense situation. Uh, oh, her name is Morena. There you go. Found it in the notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're just trying not to give an excuse to the hunters to for to give the hunters or the royal family any excuse to murder all of them. So very excited about it. Um, but that that's basically the gist of the chapter. It is just that discussion and trying to figure out exactly what this is. There's not a lot really plot-wise. Did we get a little bit of progression with these new characters that are now part of the fray, one of the many of side characters that we're gonna, that we're getting now and um, we're trying to keep track of? Um, I don't know if you guys uh, read this. I'm not. Sh- I know you guys aren't exactly caught up. Um, but if, if you have, Josh, do you have any thoughts about uh, Hunter Hunter three ninety four? Oh I'm my caught god! Up. So, um, like last week, I'm oh, I'm literally three chapters prior to this, but I have a gist of what's going on. I mean, there's so much to follow with this, with all the extra side characters, but I. 
I'm so much more interested on what's going on in tier one. But, you know, I don't, this whole cat and mouse shit, like, who are these five guys? Therefore, to protect our own lives, we will avoid her at all costs. What the fuck are they talking about? Do you bring about, that up uh, again? Marina. Okay, yeah, she is a buck out. Yeah, um, you, I, when I read that part that she was, you know, when she started bestowing people, like, with kissing them or whatever, like, with the inabilities, I was like, oh, shit, man, that's, that's next level. Somebody's going to manifest a weirdo ability and break everything. I hope not. What's up with this guy's forehead? I love this. I love his art. Which guy's forehead? But oh, uh, if you go to page fourteen, <laughs> yeah, he's got a weird forehead. It's a weird hairline, I think. Yo, oh my god, his his hairline looked like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, look at how big. Why is his forehead so fucking veiny and tense? Because he's pissed. wrong with him. He's angry captain. He's he, uh, he hasn't smiled in years. No. Not once. Boy, do you have any thoughts about this chapter outside of what everything you already said? Brian, you know, like you I, this is a lot, man. Uh, I'm a oh, big fan. Brian. I'm a big fan of um the mafia guy with the knife. The guy who throws it and shit. Yeah, I really like Henry. I really like his style. I I like the way he thinks. I like the way he operates. He's just super interesting character. Um, I'm also curious as to what Nen abilities manifest from the people who are infected by this, um, by this ability. They all get because, different ones. Yeah, I know they all get different ones, but I'm curious to see what happens. Because uh, this guy was hoping for to be an emitter, but instead he got, what was it, manipulator? Conjure. He got conjurer. Mm -hmm. So that's the same class as um, Kurapika or um, was it that girl from the Phantom Troop with the vacuum? A special. No, he's only a specialist when he activates Emperor Time. Yeah, uh, no. Normally he's a conjurer yes. without Emperor oh. Time. So um, we get to... I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of abilities these guys bring up um because it's super super interesting uh with these people who don't really have crazy nen training uh what comes up from their abilities um because they always happen to be really weird and unique like um this guy who i was talking about he has a really unique nen ability but he doesn't come from the hunter association and I feel like it's more unique because of that. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see what happens uh, with with these guys um, and what more comes from it. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot to keep track of. Josh is right about that. I mean, I have to read Hunter Hunter a couple times over to really grasp everything that's happened, and I know that's not an uncommon experience. <laughs> Um, well, actually, real quick, before you get oh, into your thoughts. Yeah, go for it. I'm pretty sure they're setting up one of these infected people to end up in Tier 1, which is why they're setting this up so much. And um, you get extra points for killing a prince, so it kind of has to happen, you know? The, a prince has to either... I think a prince has to die to this. Um, yeah, 
Well, um, Miranda noted uh, noted that she wants someone from the fourth prince's guard in general. So these five soldiers, one of them could be infected with contagion and sent up to where Sari is and and fuck shit up. I think that's what's being built up here. Um, but yeah, uh, like Josh said, there's a lot going on. Um, and I, I feel good about deciphering it. It is fun when you when you do understand what's going on and you can really like kind of put the pieces together. This yeah. this arc has been very good. It's very interesting. I feel like a big tense nature from this chapter in particular because it is all about breaking down the worst case scenario that can happen from this and building up, you know, the 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 worst possible case that could uh, result from Haley's action from the Haley's actions and Moraine's actions and what is probably going to come to pass. I really don't know how they get back, how they win this because so many of the Haley already have abilities and they're just out here causing trouble for no reason. So is it when you reach level a hundred that you infect your own set of people? Oh, uh, or is it level 20? I'm not sure. No, I think it's, uh, I have it open somewhere here. Um, but I think there's definitely a level where you're like, where you, you do get to infect your own other, uh, folks. Um, and I'll, I'll get back to you on, on that in a second. I'm, I'm looking at oh, Okay, cool, it. cool. But, uh, in any case, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I do feel this tense moment, everything feels like it's really building to something here. It it feels like loosely connected and it feels like um Togashi's going off in a little bit of a tangent, but everything that's going on in the lower tiers will will probably come to a head with the upper tiers, especially since they're trying like everybody's kind of trying to get up there in one way or another. Um but yeah, I I'm really excited for Hunter Hunter. I'm I'm glad it's back, and you know I'm I'm happy to read it a couple times over. It's it's a fun manga to read. Um, so yeah, I I don't really have many other thoughts. This was it it wasn't an inconsequential chapter, but it was a very slow one and very and um very f- packed out. I try not to super meticulous. Yeah, I try not to. Uh, meander too much on hunter hunter and try not to focus so much on uh the very minute details unless they're very prevalent and try to try to give a big picture in particular because there is just such a detail here right you have to keep the you really do have, you're, you're right chris um you got to keep the big picture in mind it's helpful that you kind of do a little bit of research to do so yeah but i'll tell you this man once i get to the point where i'm, where I am cut off what caught up Reading the the new chapter twice will do wonders, man. Like wow. it's just it's so so many different games going on, yeah. man. That dude getting stabbed in his knee and then he was like, "All right, I'm not really hurt." That shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I watch um, chapter breakdowns while I read it just so I could so I get a good perspective that understands the series and uh, won't miss things generally. So I'll well, be reading it and I'll be like, oh, okay, I didn't notice well, that. That's what I'd like to be one day for this show, for this series, you know? Um, but, yeah, uh, one thing I did neglect to mention is that these guys uh, do suppose that Seri is learning Nen on his own, which is the reason he hasn't directly responded. 
because they figured that like it's weird that he's not doing anything because this is within his realm to be like Seri would probably do something here. So uh, the only other reason is that he himself is learning Nen. So there's mm-hmm. that. They also suppose that you know Morena can use Nen, uh, but none of these soldiers can use Nen, by the way. So they're kind of like in the dark about the whole situation. But anyway, if I missed anything, let me know uh, in terms of that. I really like this chapter overall, uh, even though it took me a while to really grasp everything. But I really, I, I enjoy reading Hunter Hunter. I truly do. Even though it sounds like it, it feels like a chore, but at the end no, of the it's, it's not that, you know, it is a ton of information. Like, you know, what's funny. I think Hunter Hunter and One Piece had very similar types of chapters. And like, I think the, a lot of people talk about how one piece has a lot of like clutter in its art these days. And I, I don't disagree. I think like the artwork in one piece is a lot more condensed and there's a lot more talking that goes on in every chapter. But I feel like Oda is good at making his information palatable. And I guess his whole, his whole series is not as intricate and meticulous as Tagashi's. Um, not to take anything away from One Piece and saying that, it just kind of is. Uh, there's not a billion moving pieces in one island doing different things and introducing new characters every single chapter. He's someone that focuses more on the big picture. Yeah, you know? And, you know, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more... There'll, there'll be a lot more speech bubbles in One Piece, so to speak. But, um, yeah, Hunter Hunter is special. <laughs> I don't think we have to explain it anymore. I think a lot of people feel the same. Because um, to fill in some blanks, I did look at, like, the Reddit for Hunter Hunter and, you know, try to, like, fill in blanks on my own as well. And a lot of people feel the same. So it's, um, but, you know, it's something about Hunter Hunter that it perseveres anyway. But those are my thoughts. Um, any rebuttals, anything else to say before uh, we move onward? Nope. All right. Well, let's move on then. On dead on love. Josh, you want to take it from here? Yes, sir. On dead on luck, chapter number one thirty-five, Psychopod by Yoshifumi Tozuka. So last week we seen Fuko finish saving. I know one. And she pulled up on um on the scientist Nico. Nico. And let him know what it was. She's like, I know you're an atheist, <laughs> but we need to kill God. He doesn't care about your science. I care about your science. I care about your science so much that I built you a fucking lab, and I'm getting ahead of myself. So um that was what happened last week. Uh so we start with uh, Fuko showing him, showing Nico his old blueprints from the last loop. And he's like, what type of sci-fi video game, you know, silliness is this? She's like, well, uh, you made that. <laughs> yeah. This is you, your inventions. In fact, he said, you built it and, and then you use these fucking 11 probes to fly around and look like a wise evil scientist. I liked it. I thought it was a cool design. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, so, you know, Nico's is still a little apprehensive and done that first. But he's, you know, eventually he gets on board. Um, we get a little bit of context about, um, let me see. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's not the past. That's something. Oh, this is from the past. I'm sorry. She asks, um, she asks about the device that Nico made to alter memories or something like that. It's like this huge satellite in the sky. I thought this was interesting to point out. That I did not know this. They had this memory wipe satellite in the sky. And they said they use it for good purpose. But mm. sounds subjective to me. You know, it depends on what if, you mean. On, on, the, on the scales of not creepy and very, very creepy. Mm. Uh, one's a little heavier. Yeah, I would say so. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. But who says... Nico's most important use for it, aside from helping people, is to save memories of his uh, late wife. So it's really sweet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nico's badgering her about what is it that you can't tell me? And, you know, Foucault can't tell him about the girl. So more of that. Um, yo. So Fuko brings him to it, like, so he's like, all right, all right, I'm going to make these machines for you. I got this. We're going to kill God. It's going to be lit. But I can't work in this lab because it's literally just a table with some stuff on it. You know, I'm not Rick. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have a <laughs> I'm bunch not of pickle Rick. Yeah, I look like I need a lab, yo. I need some facilities. So Fuko warps them to a lab that she built with her bare fucking hands. I can't believe it. She said, I had time. Hey, a lot of time. Like, all right. You spent years doing this. Years. Years. Decades. And she's like, you believed in me enough to send me through. So uh, I had to repay you back. And I was like, damn, Fuko. You're the best. (laughs) She really is the best. Uh, You know, so... um, yeah, like I said, Nico uh, Nico takes a moment to see, like, oh, like he's he, he he lets Fuko know, like, look, I'm an asshole. Um, I only care about the things I have interest in, you know, and I just put everything else to the side. Relatable, but uh, I can tell that this group I was a part of with you, Fuko. They helped me, you know, help him become a better man, help him grow into a more well-rounded character in this manga. Yeah. So a good man. You know, so of course Fuko is really happy. I touch that he says that like that. But that's when he was like, all right, we need to get fucking real. I need money, I need people, and more cigarettes. I forgot what the third one is, but probably cigarettes. Yeah. Um. So he asked her. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna need one million, ten million, or hundred million. She's adding up all the different millions. He's gonna need yo. All right, so he needs millions of dollars. Jordy gives him a check for twenty-five billion. Yeah. And she explains how she. I didn't like this personally, but whatever. 
she explains how back in the day she uh she she knew where there was going to be like an oil like a you know like an area for oil bought purchased the land and was able to make uh billions off of it i guess it's okay if you're doing it to save the world capitalism okay. saves the world <laughs> uh, this time it does <laughs> where's where's uncapitalism when you need him <laughs> oh man right yeah, you know, Foucault's uh, Foucault's uncapitalism. <laughs> she completely nullified it and just took all the money. She has all the the oil money. Yeah, she's an oligarchy. All by herself. Yeah, her and her in union is oligarchy. Anyway. Uh, excuse me. So, he can't, you know, of course Nico can't fucking believe it. Neither could I. But he had to accept it. She was, she's teleported him around the world. So, I guess $25 billion isn't that crazy of a stretch. Anyway, we move forward to London in 1972. Nico's uh, soon-to-be wife, maybe, in this loop? Well, who knows? Perhaps. Is about to fall in front of a train because she's so tired but the, but i guess in the initial loop prior to this one she gets saved by a passenger and he dies and that's her tragedy which is pretty light mm-hmm. but she does also die herself later on so whatever we'll count all of that as one and nico's pain nico's pain is her tragedy yeah yeah when did she have a Nimbus cloud? Oh, yeah, they Shen. did have that. It's one of the artifacts. Yeah. Sick shit. Pretty cool. Nimbus! Right, I caught off guard real quick. I was like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she literally scoops up um, Miss Ichiko, which, again, is Nico's light wife and Man, Nico is just losing his fucking mind. He doesn't understand anything that's going on uh, with his own work. I feel bad for him. And I like how the rest of the crew is just looking at him like You wrote this, bro. Boy. Yeah, man. I don't I don't I, I don't know what to tell you. I, <laughs> this is your work. <laughs> and he's like, yo, this shit is in some ancient Japanese language, which is funny as hell, because I think that's a reference to before the the communication. Yeah. Uh, Uma got released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it was released in this. Uh, I guess Foucault went to go get it. So everyone could speak the same language. Cool. I thought that was a funny little callback. So, right as he starts bitching about it, um, Foucault comes in with Ichiko Nemiri. And it's hilarious because Foucault's when it, you know thinking that oh man like I'm I'm about to hook them up yeah. like this is so cute I'm playing cute and it's and it's funny because just like last time the, he says the same exact thing to her he's yeah. like oh you know cover your titties up it's, they're too <laughs> big them titties up titties are too big for this laboratory yeah. and me either I go or you cover them titties up. And, you know, Foucault's like, ah, shit, I'm never going to see my friend again, which is their future daughter. Mm -hmm. She's starting to evaporate. 
Um, but little does she know that's how their relationship gets started. So it's cool. It's cute stuff, you know. What can I say? It's, you know. Yeah. Um. This is moment where, in order to finish using, uh, to finish making these orb devices that Nico used to use, um, he had to use a piece of the Union emblem. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess it's because it's from the pa- it's from the past loop. So uh, maybe it's some type of metal. I don't remember. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe I skipped over this while I was reading. I couldn't find it. I don't think it's that important. It's yeah. sweet and sentimental. And now he's surfing on orbs. Nico's surfing back. Orbs. They've achieved if they've gained the second negator um without him even negating anything. Yeah, yeah. So right now with that, he's they're ready to head out to Germany in the snow with none of them have jackets on. Yeah. Just saying. Um none. Nico but, um, is barefoot out. currently. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me cold looking at it, actually, yeah. uh, if I'm being frank. Well, Ichigo <laughs> has a coat on. Barely. Is a jacket? A blazer. That is a fucking coat. Is it a blazer? Yeah, it's a blazer. <laughs> it's, a, that's a, it's essentially a shirt. I tried to make it as like, maybe it's a cool leather jacket she's wearing and not a blazer. A, a, a blazer is a, a thick blazer. button down. Yeah, it's a blazer. The light, light fleece. Oh, whatever. They're uncold. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, they're uncold. I'll go with it. And uh, yeah, they pull up to Germany. So they say, we're going to help Gina and negate her tragedy because they are negators. Yeah, you. Um, and I was in the, the chapter. And as I tend to do, I'm just going to say the first thought that comes to my head, which is I'm so genuinely happy. That they are going to help all these negators out. This is so cool with a K E W L K U. Chris, no, Brian, what did you think about Undead Unlocked? <laughs> I don't think you I, I definitely read it. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what's going on. What's the first emotion that came to you? Oh, I was feeling nostalgic. Because of how the series is, uh, like, so much things, you know, that I just <laughs> read the series and I was like, wow, <laughs> I can't believe it. All right. This is the moment where all of the, the, um, all the hate that you were receiving from Black Clover's fans have now shifted to Undead Unlocked. <laughs> you have made yourself a villain. They are going to go Death Con 3 on you, Brian. They are. I like Ooh. the part. All right, Will we no. be demonetized? No, I, like the, I like the part where Top showed up. That was pretty cool. That was a long time he ago, Brian. It. It's okay. <laughs> that was a while back, Brian. It's all right. Chris, what did you think about um, this most fine chapter? Ooh, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a very sweet chapter overall. Uh it was cool to see Nico relive the meeting of his wife. Very romantic. Very cute of Fuko to be like, no, I'm playing Cupid. Uh, there's these cute moments. Very funny moments where Fu- where uh, Fuko is like, you know, lamenting possibly having erased her friend from the face of the earth. Um, 
other funny little gags and I don't know. It is cool to see Nico. I feel like um, it was very important that before they did the loop that we got all that time with Nico. It's very smart to do that by design just so we can really familiarize ourselves with him being that he's the first or the second negator that um, Fuko really comes in contact with. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was like a really, really uh, sentimental and fun chapter. It's good to see Ichiko uh, come out and, and hopefully be more of a factor in the story. I'm excited to see how she contributes, seeing as how she's not dead yet. yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I am just excited. And I don't know if they have their abilities necessarily. I don't think um, Nico has uh, Unforgettable yet. I think there has to be like these catalysts to uh, to activate these abilities. So, um, oh yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes and to save Gina, who we haven't seen since like the first arc of Undead Unlock. So, um, you know what's funny? I bet they're not gonna go save the other guy they killed that day. <laughs> they didn't. I don't know if they mentioned they're gonna no. go back and save him. He's he done. No, he's done. So I I forgot how. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he's from the pilot, bro. Yeah, he's from the but he's a pilot character. He's dead. They don't even care. He's like he's the Raditz of Undead Unluck. We, yeah, we killed him off. We're not talking back, about him he again. Didn't come back to the tournament of power, right? Yeah, he's the you only know, person Raditz, that didn't. Well, people don't come back from the dead in the tournament of power. No, but there wasn't even a parallel universe one. No, there's not a parallel universe where Raditz is important. No, uh, or Nappa, or Nappa. Um, but in any case, yeah, I really, I just like this chapter a lot. Very uh, warm and fuzzy chapter. I appreciate it. Uh, from Undead Unluck. Uh, do you have any rebuttals? Anything left to to say? Yeah. I no, I don't. Is, I have nothing. To oh, Brian has you. some thoughts. Apparently. Yeah, I agree. It was super warm and fuzzy and nostalgic. And uh, yeah, it was nice. You know, you should read Undead Unluck next. Now that you're caught up on Black Clover, Undead Unluck is significantly shorter. Hey, you guys are pushing it. Why? It's a great series. It's if your brain didn't melt from binging Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. Anyway. The Greed Island arc was good. I don't give a fuck what any of y'all say. I didn't say it was bad. Not you. Just, you know. I don't think anybody <laughs> says it was bad. Yeah, I think I'm... No, people said it was bad. Brian I think didn't I'm even just watch a, it. I'm the very small minority. minority. You said it was bad? Brian never I read it. I didn't say it. I never even read it. I just skipped it. He didn't watch it. Why? He didn't read it. Because it just felt you, like. You, skipped, you went straight to Carmera Ants? Yeah. No. Just felt unnecessary. A little video game arc. Oh. It's really necessary. The final it's boss very was important. So cool, <laughs> That's where uh, Gon learns the Jockin thing. Yeah, the rock. The rock, like paper, rock scissors. paper scissors. Yeah, I don't need to. You I don't fucking love that. rock paper scissors. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need to see that happen. Oh, yeah, I, I already need knew. To see, I already I, knew about it before. I, I don't need to see the Rasengan being made. I don't need to see. I don't need to see. Bro, the dodgeball match they have is crazy. Yo, that dodgeball match though. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then um, with with that guy that with the bungee gum nigga, he's helping him out. Yeah, Hisoka. Hisoka's in the arc, and he helped Gon and Kilua, and they fought together as a team. Yeah, it actually was kind of cool, yeah. Sus. Can't believe you skipped it. It was sus, actually. There was some sus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, actually. There was a lot of sus stuff. 
Hisoka's not. <laughs> nothing, as, nothing as such as having Zarima, though. Hisoka was... is, a, is a bit strange. He's got a pretty significant <laughs> knock against him. And uh, sometimes it's just, uh, you didn't have to write him this way. You had full control. Uh, but anyway, whatever. That was Undead Unluck. Uh, and that has been our show. Oh, yeah. Very excited, you guys. Uh, next week is our 200th fucking episode. So uh, we're going to do uh, a little special stuff. Make sure you tune into the YouTube version. Uh, we're going to try to experiment with some stuff uh, visually to make the YouTube a little more dynamic to watch. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions into uh, how you guys... Uh, what, how to make the viewing experience of the podcast a little cooler for you guys uh, outside of fully including panels <laughs> please let us know uh, we would love to try and see if we could fit that in I have a couple ideas but uh, I am always open to hear ideas from uh, our listeners, our viewers uh, comment under the videos below uh, and let us know what you think email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com um, do all the stuff but um, yeah uh, or you know you could hit up our socials we're at uh, I'm at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram Brian is at b.esp on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, he streams on twitch.tv slash it's punchline Brian uh, Josh is at JD Cole underscore 37 on Twitter uh, on Instagram uh, New Jump City Josh on Twitter uh, the show itself is at New Jump City Pod at, uh, at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at New Jump City Pod at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, like, share, uh, comment underneath the videos. Uh, take part in the weekly poll that we put up on Sundays. Uh, very excited to do that on YouTube now. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, we are on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to any of those platforms. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, very excited to see you guys next week for uh, episode uh, 200 of the podcast. We fucking did it, guys. We made it this far. We're very proud of us. Um, but until then, uh, we'll see you guys next week and stay safe, New Jump citizens. So good.